Hi everyone and welcome back to the Campbell's Confession. I am one of the two hosts, Ashley. Yo, what's going on? I am the second host, or you know, number two, Audley. No affiliation to the senior. Okay, so today we're <laughs> gonna be talking about how we met. Oh bruh, the stories we can tell. Talk about how we met. You want to start it off, or you want me to give my perspective of how that night went? I guess you can give your perspective first. First of all, all right. So I mean, it was just another typical night. Um, back in back in my heyday, back in the year days. of twenty thirteen. So I would think twenty twelve, because I think twenty thirteen is when the ball dropped. Are you sure? I think it was twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah, so it was twenty thirteen. Um. And it was just like another typical night, you know, in Tallahassee that everybody be out at the club. Everybody want to be seen, but not me. You know, back then, your boy was a homebody, still a homebody now. Shout out to all the homebodies in the world. You know, people that just like being in their house. But you do have friends that like to take you out, you know, get you out of your comfort zone. And that one friend for me was my guy, Mario. Shout out Mario, if you're ever listening to this. You know, you set this up. You know, if you don't realize that. But um, my guy Mario was like, you know what? Let's go hit up the club. Bajas, brother. We ain't even got to get in. We could just go hang out, wait for everybody to get out. You know, just go see see what's popping. And I was just like, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't with that. I, you know, I want to go home, go chill, go to sleep. Because it had been a long day at that point. But he, he eventually um, wore me down. And it was so bad, y'all. Ain't I was in like some balling shorts and a tank top. I ain't even have no club clothes on me. So he was just like, bro, just go up in my closet. Anything you like, you know, you put it on. Let's go. That's exactly what I did. I went up there, grabbed some some cargo pants, had my shoes in the car, some J's in the car, and we just you know pulled up on the scene. Lo and behold. He, my dog Mario was just gone. For the second we pulled up, the club had already let out. Parking lot was on swole. Everybody was just just out there ready to be seen. So Mario was jumping from one girl to a next. Oh, shout out. I had my dog Kurt there too. He was with us as well. But um, we ended up getting separated as soon as we got out of the car. So I was pretty much following Mario around. So Mario just... So happened to pull up on these two girls or whatnot. And one of them was, was my future wife. I didn't even know it. So as Mario was talking to her friend at the time, I was just, you know, in the background, just standing there like an old creeper. Y'all should have seen me. I was so terrified to even say something. So I was just standing back there with arm folded. But as Mario's conversation with her friend went on, it just dawned on me that, I'm being a creeper just standing behind this girl she don't know me I don't know her and I'm just standing back here like who knows what could be going through her mind so I just summoned up all the courage in me and I hit her with that old famous line you know this line you know swept off her feet she fell for me as soon as I said it I was like hey how you doing <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, she turned around and she looked at me like, who the f- are you? Why are you even talking to me? Y'all? I ain't, after that point, I ain't even want to say nothing else to her because I was just like, damn, she mean. She looks so mean. 
But, you know, the conversation went on. She was nice. She was like, I'm all right. So I, I introduced myself. She she told me her name was Winter back then. And then I, I just, you know, I was like, well, I, the conversation went on because it took me a while to, you know, ask her for her number. Which he didn't ask me for my number. He gave me his number because he said his phone was charging. But we'll get to that part of the conversation um, later. So long story short, she ended up giving me her number. But she didn't hit me up till like three weeks later. Completely forgot about her. I was Well, my perspective of that night was me and my homegirl, Tanya. We were just sitting in the house and everybody was going out. And everybody kept texting us and telling us that they got a booth and that they wanted us to come hang out. And I wasn't feeling it because I had just worked a 12-hour shift. And I was just like, I'm not about to go to the club. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm tired. And I got to get up and go to work in the morning. Mm. She was like, we're not going to go out there for that long. Let's just go out there and hang out and we'll come on back. So I was like, okay, cool. But I'm not putting no heels on. I'm not getting dressed up for nobody. I'm not doing anything. So we get to the club. And we inside. We in the booth. We partying. We having a good time. And then everybody, a fight breaks out. So the club closes down a little bit early. So we go outside and we just waiting for our friends to come on out of the club. Like always, everybody's always trying to talk to my homegirl, Tanya, because, you know, she's a cute girl. Everybody want to talk to her. Everybody want to try to give her a number. Lo and behold, she in a relationship. So it's no situation, nor here, nor there, that they think that they can go ahead and get her phone number. But yet, like he said, you know, he just walked up on me and he was standing behind me like he was trying to attack me to be honest with you that's how I felt and he basically was just like hey how you doing what's your name how you been how old are you what you do for a living <laughs> makes it sound like it was a job interview <laughs> I mean it's basically just some general questions and he was like well respectful that's the name of the game I was being respectful I ain't come at her like damn girl your booty big let me get your number no, and he definitely would have not gotten it. That's what I should have did. But he was like, me and my homeboy about to leave. I will get your phone number, but it's in the car charging. <laughs> so can you write down my number and just text me and I'll respond when I get back to my car. Listen. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So our friends come out of the club and I'm just like, y'all, we about to go home. I'm tired. I'm just ready to go. So at the time I was dating somebody. And at this point, I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of the arguments. I'm tired of being disrespected. So I'm just see what this guy be talking about. Mm. So three and a half weeks later, I text him. And so he technically was at work because he had to ask one of his friends what area code it was. Yeah, which I at the time it. was a 212 area code. And I'm so mad that I don't have that area code anymore. Because if anyone that's from New York, especially from Manhattan, a 212 number is like prosper in life so yeah he had to ask one of his friends one of his co-workers what a 212 area code was I had to google her <laughs> and he was just like oh snap that's the girl i met at the club mm-hmm. all right so to backtrack because the reason i gave her my number is because i have had a past history of being overzealous if you can see me you will see my air quotes of me hitting up a girl or me texting a girl or me calling a girl not getting a response now you know it looked like i'm just being annoying so i figured that yes my phone was in the car charging but i figured that i would rather give my number out so when you feel as though you want to hit me up 
you can. I'm not pestering you. I'm not bothering you because I've been in multiple situations where I'm hitting you up just to see how you doing, just to see how you been. But they taking it as, ah, damn, he annoying. He need to just leave me alone. I don't know why I gave him my number to begin with. So that's what made me give her my number. But yes, my phone was in the car charging. Um, so come to find out a month later when I driving back from Jacksonville from hanging out with my friends all weekend he goes to tell me that he did get other people's phone number that oh. night so he went back to the car to get the phone of course because it don't take long for a phone to charge oh okay so it didn't take long for his phone to charge but here we are now eight years later five years married four kids strong gotta keep the lame alive Living the life of a young married couple, millennial couple at that, trying to grasp life from being independent to dependent to married to parenthood. For real, just navigating. That's all we're doing from our perspective. You know, we have our parents to use as guides, people around us, people we knew from the past. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to make our own decisions and live our own life. Whereas people make it seem like you need a village to raise a family. I'm starting to learn that the village doesn't have to be so big to supply the love and happiness that the children may have. Nah, most definitely. I agree. But you definitely do need a village, especially like in our situation, four kids under five. It just get hectic from time to time. And to make sure that you have the love... And the well-being, you just need a moment to step away. So it's nice to have that village to be like, can y'all keep doing for a few hours? I'm going to collect my thoughts so I can be a good parent. Because if I stay doing this, I'm going to strangle one off. Wife included. Pretty much. So we have an Instagram at Campbell Confessions 2, the number. And we will be doing more podcasts in the future. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Ashley and Audley out. Take care.